go to hell, hell LSU. LSU. <laughs> said it's our year, baby. I got Man. all the information. Call me next week. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's the boys in the sip. It's Thanksgiving week, and um, I think it's uh, Egg Bowl week. And what better time to bring our boy on from the other side than Egg Bowl week. And I see uh, you got our package from us. You got your little uh, merch on there. Uh-oh. Yeah, man. <laughs> Looking good. Yeah. Sip State. I'm sure we're about to catch some flack, but like I always say, uh, <laughs> we uh, – we are about Mississippi, so uh, y'all, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put stuff out for everybody. And man, this is uh this is gonna be this is gonna be really good. We got Austin Golden, who went to Mississippi State from 2004 to 2008, played on the track and field team. He is a <laughs> diehard Mississippi State. I mean, he bleeds maroon. He knows a lot. So we're going we're gonna, to uh, dive into a lot of different things about the Egg Bowl, about, you know, their coaching situation. And, you know, we're going to do what, do what we do and talk about Baji's predictions, Weed's predictions, and all kind of different things and even a little golf session. Uh, but uh, I think we just dive right into the Egg Bowl. No, sure. You know, I think as a lifelong state fan, you know, it, it really, I, in my opinion, came to be a really intense rivalry uh, once Jackie Sherrill uh, came to Starville and brought a little more edge. And uh, we started competing for players a little bit more. And the caliber of football, SED, started to take over college football. And both our programs, for the most part, have been pretty successful through that run. We've had some downtimes. Look, I went five for five, Coach Croom. So, you know, I, I earned my iron and white. But, you know, for the most part, we've been putting a ton of players in the NFL, and it's been a super competitive game. And then you had the, the chapter where we had Dan Mullen and Houston Nutt, where, you know, the trash talk got super intense, and, you know, everybody really ramped it up. But, I mean, I think it's, it's for state pride. You know, it's for who, who runs the state. Uh, you know, there's obviously a, a great deal of rivalry, I think, in this rivalry is fueled by the, by the difference in people that go to each school. Yep. You got, you know, you got your law school and your medical school at Ole Miss. You got your engineering and your ag school at Mississippi State. That's right. You got a lot of out-of-state, real flash with Ole Miss. You got a lot of in-state, blue-collar. And so you got the, you know, kind of dichotomy of people that, are, that, are, that fuel the rivalry, too. It's not the same fan base. It's different fan bases. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, I, the, the, as many times as I've been to Oxford, I've loved it. And, you know, I, I think – I've always messed with Ole Miss fans and said, it's one thing if you talk trash about Ole Miss, it's another thing if you talk trash about Oxford. Or you, you want to get them fired up, just come to Oxford. I, I think I think sometimes <laughs> that, that's the, that's a softer spot. Uh, but if I, if I went to lottery, I'm going uh, to buy square books and put a Mississippi State uh, uh, swag shop right there on the corner and just and just see see how much business we get or don't get. But I tell you, it, it, it's been a uh, – it's been a lot of fun to kind of go back and forth. I've got a ton of family in Oxford. Is, is I'm sure both of y'all do. you got friends on both sides of it. So it's bragging rights. You know, whenever you get to the golf course or the deer camp or at church or, you know, wherever you run into each other, you got a little wink and a nod, you know, especially for the rest of this year and, and until basketball and baseball start up. And, you know, you know, if, you, if state fans lose, you might skip church on Sunday. Ole Miss <laughs> fans, you know, you might skip church. Who knows? You might not want to see everybody, but – it, it's, yep. it's also, I think, something we both take pride in whenever, you know, you start talking about the best rivalries in college football. You know, I, I, I've listened to y'all's show. I think y'all have done a great job at it. And, Will, you brought up, you know, Ole Miss and LSU's rivalry. And that, that, that's, that's, that's real. You know, the state fan, I'll tell you, that, that's real. 
I think that's a different mm-hmm. style of rivalry than the Mississippi State Ole Miss rivalry. You know, I think old school more, more old school for sure. And th- this one, this one includes a little bit more um, familiarity. You know, but but you know, obviously, if you beat somebody like LSU, that's just not that's just not putting on you know the LSU smack talk. You know, state fans wish we could beat LSU too. So you know, mm-hmm. that, I, I get I get the uh, I I kind of like it. The jab that LSU's our real rival. That's got a little bit of state hate in it too. Oh yeah, so, oh, yeah. I take that. I a love di- digging uh, that knife, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I but but it's that's what makes it fun. You know, you got all the subtleties and the the uh, the, the the stuff that's not so obvious. Then you got the obvious, and that's when we meet on the field here on on uh, Thursday night and and let it fly. And if you've seen the helmets get pulled off, the sidelines barking at each other, you got tonal talk. You got fans throwing stuff at one another. Uh, you know, my favorite egg bowl experiences, honestly, have been in Oxford. A win in Oxford is is way better than a win in Starville. A win in Starville, you kind of get out there, you know, thank God I, we didn't drop that one at home. But yeah. you win in Oxford, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a be hollering all the way down to the library and then, you know, I telling everybody to buy me shots, you know. <laughs> no doubt. A loss in Oxford, I'm trying to hit the highway in the third quarter. I'm trying to get the hell out of there, I promise you. Uh, and I have gotten oh, yeah. there many, many times. I also sat there the last year Croom was there, and we lost 45 nothing. and I sat by the guy who had the big white sign that said, fire Croom now. I was like, I'm sitting by this. <laughs> this has been five years of this mess. I'm back at this mother right here. Yeah. And, uh, so we walked out. You got in right out. behind it. Oh, Ole Miss fans were buying me shots after that, that game, too. They are like, come on, man. Like, you know, we, we'll get you. We, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure you get home with a smile on your face. Uh, but, no, we, we, had a, we had a good time with it, man. And I'm, I'm enjoying getting on here with you guys. I know we're diehard like me, and it's it, this is what makes it fun. Yeah. It, it is, man. Absolutely. And uh, before I forget, uh, go to hell, LSU. And, uh, <laughs> all day long. Uh, all day long, man. You know, one thing. Well, I mean, the thing about this year's Egg Bowl, though, too, is y'all have a major chance to play spoiler right here. I mean, and how fired up y'all were last week and then showed up to beat Southern down like y'all did. And we're just – I think y'all are just in a no – no to lose situation. Oh, they can which let makes it, fly. it real scary. Yeah, I mean, y'all got to win to get the ball. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a bad gonna, spot to be in this game, man. They're gonna no be they're gonna be up for this game. And then you saw, you know, I don't know if y'all y'all saw the video of you know coach coming in on the four wheeler and them going crazy. <laughs> you know, oh god, player, that was awesome. You know, players, <laughs> they you know, it's all about momentum and and just this positive stuff. And you know, they're gonna. They're going to have that. And Ole Miss, you know, Kiffin's got to, you know, I've said it a million times, he's got to get these players ready and up for this game. You know, and if, if they're not, it's going to be it's going to be a struggle because, we, first of all, we know, you know, thank goodness this game is on, on Thanksgiving for our sake because, I mean, Star will still be rocking, but it's just, it's just hard for a lot of people to, to pack it out on Thanksgiving. You know, and yeah. uh, and, and we've said it a million times. Starville is loud, like, and with those yeah. cowbells and everything. Like I've been there, and it's loud, and that's that's something we've harped on all year long. Is how much of an advantage that is, and uh, for those players getting them up and stuff. So, 
you know, that's going to be – it's going to be a problem. So, Kiffin's got to get these players ready and up for this game and not – But but I don't play. think – I don't think the motive – I don't think motivation is going to be a problem for Ole Miss this year because we got beat last year. Yeah. Right. Players are going to be ready to play. I think the, the, dip, the factor here to make an Ole Miss fan nervous is that we may be nervous because we think we're supposed to win. And then yeah. if they jump out quick and it becomes a game and the crowd gets going and that nerve, you know, because we've, we've started off rough. I mean, in some of these games, we get behind and try to come from behind in this game on the road. I, I don't see that happening. What? I feel like whoever gets the lead early in this game is going to control the game. I, I don't know why I feel that. Is Will but Rogers going to I feel like starting? Ole Miss got to get the lead. Will Rogers. Yeah, I think Will. I think Will plays and and Woody plays. I think I think both those guys are playing. You think they'll they'll go back and forth? I, man, look, I, I I personally I hope they just keep Will in there. You know, yeah. I, I I think Mike Wright has has some some mix up in it, but we bounce, we we pass that. You know, yeah. I mean, we're we're at the point now where I think we got we're not going to be surprised anybody with Mike Wright when he comes out there. He's not throwing it. Yeah. So you know, I think I think we got to go Will Rogers and try to try to. Like if we get behind, you know, that might be one of those highway exits for your boy here. But yeah. uh, you know, if, if we if you if you let us hang close, we got the ability to eat some clock if we get rolling, which hadn't happened very much this year. But we do got that ability. I mean, you look at our defense; we've slipped outside the top fifty in every single category but sacks. So that category is insignificant if y'all are running the ball. And I mean, I just feel like with decent play call, and I think anybody can move the ball on us right now. Man. You know, I, so it, it, um, it does feel like it does feel like we've gotten back to a little bit a little bit more of the passing rhythms that I think Coach Knox and some of the staff that stuck around said, look, this is more what we're built for. These linemen we got are all huge. And the way Coach Leach taught football, he said, if you can't block them, I'll get them big enough where it takes you two seconds to round them. And yeah. if we ain't throwing the ball in two seconds, then you, you can come get it. Yeah. So we got a bunch of guys that are enormous that aren't very good at pulling, that aren't very good at all these complicated run schemes. And, you know, that's why we got so many t- tackles for loss in our run games. These guys can't get around the corner like that when you got SEC athletes shooting gaps and stuff. So I think this, this crew is going to throw the ball a little bit more, kind of get back to what these guys are built to do and uh, try to get the ball in, in number one and number five's hands. We get it in number one and number five's hands with Xavion and Tulu, we, you know, we got a shot. But if we try to, if we try, if you guys take those guys off the field for us, it's, it's going to be a long day. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, I feel a shootout coming in my mind. Well, I said, I've said that I said that in twenty one, and uh, that was that's probably my best egg bowl moment was was two thousand twenty one. Yeah. I was uh, it was me, Chad Kelly, and Marshall Henderson. Uh, <laughs> I made good gracious. I, I made some uh, some hoodies. Come to the sip hoodies with Dave Portnoy on them. And so I got it to Ben Mintz, and and Ben gives it to Portnoy. Portnoy tweets it out at uh, y'all's boy Brandon Walker. And <laughs> hey, Austin, before before I forget, you get a connection to Brandon Walker too, because I've been trying to. I want to set up a boxing match. I saw that. I got to link up. So so you, you're a state guy. Somehow get him, and uh, yeah. Will thinks. 
I'm crazy. He's like, man, the guy's huge. He's a big boy. <laughs> He's a big boy. <laughs> I just you better get you. inside. I know yeah. that because yeah. your ass is getting wider and shorter. <laughs> That's <laughs> long. That's all right. That He's just going to tap, tap, tap. Uh, but it, <laughs> I know. Anyway, you get in and underneath. Anyway, Portnoy tweaks that hoodie out before the Egg Bowl. And uh, so, Kiffin, during halftime of – of the egg bowl a highway patrolman came to my house to get that hoodie that i had made with portnoy on it and take it so he could do the uh press conference after the game in that hoodie and he did and portnoy tweeted uh tweeted that back out but that was probably my best egg bowl experience with marshall and chad kelly and I'll tell you this. I thought you better tell me that the highway patrolman came to get Marshall with Chad. I didn't, yeah, I, I yeah, didn't yeah. Look, look, I'll tell you this. We uh, we were having fun, and the guy and our boy uh, that that uh, we had the tickets from, uh, Wee Wee is is the man. And you know I'm talking about my neighbor, uh, yeah. old neighbor, and uh, he called me after the game. He said, "Well, how? Because uh, we were like kind of in the." coaches section wives and stuff like that and he's like well you know how how was it where y'all you know they behave and this and that and i was just kind of like what do you think <laughs> i said uh <laughs> it was pretty wild that's all i can tell you it was pretty wild i'm sure there was some uh words and stuff that the kids coaches or wives probably didn't need to hear and he just kind of shook his head but we had a we had a hell of a time that year and uh but i thought that was gonna be a blowout i mean a, a real high scoring game and it wasn't um because i remember me and chad meant mm-hmm. the over <laughs> because we uh <laughs> we liked the over and it didn't it didn't get close that's kind of your pass I, rush was pretty stout that year i remember yeah. we, we you know kind of disrupted our rhythm a lot and last year mm-hmm. last year if i recall Y'all pretty much, I mean, just just brought the house the the whole game. Is that am I yeah. am I far off from that? I felt like now Arnett uh, Arnett runs at three three five. It's aggressive. He likes he likes to bring heat on the three three five, especially only having three guys on the front. So and they were running the same defense this year just without him. But yeah, that 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 whole thing is predicated on on coming off the edge with, with smaller guys a lot. Yeah. I just felt like we had no no time last year. We didn't have any tight ends last year. I think both of them. I think uh, mm-hmm. Chad's brother and whoever the other. other we guy just was. Re- we were reeling last year, man. We we were falling apart. Yeah. We fell apart. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. But this game, I mean, anything can happen. That's where you know, it, it, State could not have won a game all year, or Ole Miss could not have won a game all year, and. And you get to this game, and you're like, "Well, we know what's going to happen." And it's like this year they have the chance to to ruin what you know a unbelievable season for us. And that's our the, our best season we've ever had, man. Yeah, and so we're that, we're coming up on the best year we've ever had with back to back wins. I just I just hope we you know? get up for it. So, I just I just feel this. I, I just feel like for some reason they're not. They're they just like last week, and I know it's easy to get that way last week, but why? Why? Like, if you're playing a shitty team, like, 
I would, I would want to get out there and have so much fun and just kill them. Like I, I remember playing shitty teams in sports when I was younger, and it was so fun because you got to get out there and actually just ball out and not have to worry about anything and I kill the stat line kill the stat lines like I was up for those games and I know man I'm like it's not the same comparison but like man I would if I was Dart I was Jukins I was Trey I would I would just be like man I'm up for this I'm fixing to show out I'm fixing to no show out and Bobby, I, uh, Boz, I, go ahead Austin no, I, Dan Mullen used to always tell people you can only get your college team up for about three games a year. Yeah, so these are eighteen to yep. twenty-three year olds, and you got about three A games a year, and you better be hope you can you can win with your C game because you're gonna have more of those games than your A game, and it's hard to get. You you're just coming off Georgia, like y'all said, y'all were up in y'all were there, and it was electric, and people were going crazy. You know, yep. that's a uh, that's a tough one to come on the heels of, and and you know if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a letdown game, Correct. You know, that was the one to have it on. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you, that's exactly what I was getting ready to say is Joey and I talked about it this week. And you should see the trend this year of teams coming off a big – I mean, it's astronomical how bad they played, how little they covered. I mean, like he was talking <clears throat> about Alabama this week. He's, he's just He just loves Auburn, you know, and he's Alabama. He said he's, he just doesn't see Alabama covering, coming off all these big games. It's just hard to rebound, man. I mean, think about Ole Miss plays A&M, Georgia, back-to-back. You, can, you just can't keep getting up. Yeah. You know, then, then then you got the factor of us, we have to be thinking ahead a little bit too, you know, well, comes, saving that, the bodies. It comes with the coach, man. I don't care. Yeah. The coach is – that's his job to get the players – ready and you know we've we talked about it when i said get them up and you're like you know i don't need a coach to get me up if i can't get fired up myself then you know something's wrong with me and we've said it several different times but if that coach slips a little just a little and not putting everything he's got and focus into it and getting getting those players in that right mindset then that's what happens and the greats don't y'all got a good one no buzzing y'all got a good coach i mean y'all Y'all brought it up earlier. He, he he was raised at a defensive dinner table with yeah. his dad, too. I yeah. mean, he knows both sides of the football. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, I mean, getting them mm-hmm. getting them ready. And um, I guess, like you said, it's, it's 18 to 23-year-old kids, so he could be doing everything he could. And like he said he said in his press conference at halftime, he's like, dude, well, well, I'm not a hunter, but, like, where did y'all go hunting this morning or something? And because uh, uh, I forgot what what his name was, <laughs> one of our one of our players uh, uh, was like coach, coach. You know, it's opening day of hunting season, and uh, he said that's where where a lot of the guys are. You know, mindset. <laughs> you know, when we were playing, yeah. you know, Monroe. Uh, but he did say, and like I said, I'm gonna harp on it. He did say, uh, um. They weren't gonna get the intensity from anywhere else. I mean, he said it. He said it so clear to in the press conference. Like, you're not gonna get the intensity from anywhere else. Just there he goes taking this shot at our crowd because it was awful. I was there. It was awful. Yeah. I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody probably you know if they saw me there, were like, 
Well, I didn't see you standing up yelling. Like, I, well, if I did, I would have been the only person in the whole <laughs> stands. Like, I like <laughs> they would probably have been like, oh, look at this idiot down here standing up yelling. You know, that's how that's how bad it was. You could hear a pin drop. Yep. You could hear a pin I worry about that drop. a little bit. I worry about that a little bit with the game on Thanksgiving now, you know, with not having yeah. a big season. You know, I think they'll be the, the, the diehards will be there for sure. But, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I used to love this game on Thanksgiving, you know, because we got a lot of eyeballs on it. But now that I think there's some competition, you know, looking at the, at the sheet, there's like, you know, there's a handful of games that day that I think could draw some eyes off of us, including NFL. So, you know, I think I think yeah. coming back to Saturday would be, would be better for both schools to kind of make sure in the most intense environment possible. I agree 100%. I agree, man. They did. They switched it, then they switched it back. I don't know why. Well, I mean, the kids are out for, you know, Thanksgiving. Everybody goes home, you know? Right. And it's just it's just hard. It's hard to do. So, I, I get it off Thanksgiving, please. I, I agree with that. Um, I, think, I think it'll be a lot better for both schools. I mean, everybody's going to come back on, on for the game if it's on Saturday, and it's going to be a lot more electric. Uh, I, I believe so. You know, whoever's. Listening, I mean, speaking of coaching, who, who Austin, who do you think's going to be state's next coach? So uh, I, I figured we we're going to talk about it. So I, I I did some asking, and I, I think the, the 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 thickest rumor I've heard is that John Gruden is looking for houses at Old Waverly right now, and uh, you know he he's got there looking at Waverly, and I think I see Will's face. I'm kidding, Will. <laughs> I, that, that, <laughs> That ain't, that ain't true. But, but then I, Jesus. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. And I, I was going to love that. Man, look, and I, I told I, I told some mutual friends, I said I was going to tell them that David Cutcliffe is coming back for three years and Arch is transferring <laughs> from Texas. There and we, we go. Got, Cut, Cut's going to get through in Starville, and, and we got that deal worked out too, but. Nah, shit. I, 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 man, I, I, Dolly, I thought you were going to have a heart attack on me over there, man. Golly. <laughs> I was about to. No, no. It's like, Jesus, dude. Man, I, I, I think it's wide open. Uh, I, I think they're looking for a head coach. Um, you know, I think they're looking for somebody with, with a little, you know, I, I, I'd be surprised if we went with another coordinator. But, I, in fact, you know, I, I, I think the biggest update is I think they're in the middle of interviewing a ton of people. I don't think there's a favorite right now. But if I had to guess, I'd say a head coach. That that probably understands this transfer portal better than an old school coach. I think you know the future. You're hiring like just like Lane. You got to get a guy that understands. I'm gonna take fewer high school guys and more more proven players and have the connections around the country to be able to make that happen. Understands NIL uh, and and probably can can have some kind of offensive scheme that you can win with at Mississippi State. You know, I I remember when Dan Mullen came. After watching five years of Chrome, we we knew even in a losing season the first year that, that we were head places. You could just see that we could move the ball without having to get chunk plays, and we could we could sustain drives against quality competition. And we had had that even honestly, you know, Leach could beat up on a bad team or sneak up on a team every once in a while, but we had had the consistency of moving the football like we had with Dan Mullen, and that was just a different a different style of offense than right at you trying to big boy you. You know, or trying to outspeed you with 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 the passing game. You know, I think misdirection and having some kind of uh, wrinkle scheme that that's got a lot of a lot of pay attention. I mean, just like Hugh, Hugh Freeze. You know, yeah. Hugh Freeze was yeah. a gamer and still is. You know, I, yeah. I think we got to go. Absolutely, it's got a unique scheme that understands transfer portal. 
it's got a lot of uh, a lot of different uh, wrinkles in that in that regard and a lot of connections. But I think they're wide open. I, I'd, I'd say they're probably going to make a decision before December. Uh, but I, I don't I don't think we'll know anything this week. Yeah. I mean, how do they not talk to how do they not talk to Dion? <laughs> well, you know, part, I mean, they seriously, had, they hadn't asked already my, been in Mississippi. They, they hadn't asked my opinion, but I'll give you a hot take on Dion. You know, I, I, I think Dion is, is using Colorado and everybody around his son to try to, to try to get his son to the NFL. And I think, uh, come, come win or lose, uh, you aren't, uh, who Dion is focused on if your last name is Sanders. Yeah. And the second, I think his kids are out of college. I think he's done coaching. I think he's headed to the announcing booth to make Great. five, six, seven million dollars a year and probably be on college game day and, you know, go, go in the sun. But I think he's trying, you know, he's, he's got, he's got Travis Hunter playing 140 snaps a game, getting gassed. So at the end of the game, he doesn't even look like the player he really is. And he's got his son on the football 40, 50 times a game, whether or not it makes sense or not. You know, I just, I like Dion. I think he, I think he stands for a lot of good things. I think he pumps people up and he makes people work hard and he wants people to achieve great things and be their best self. Yeah. But as far as the football coach, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want to, uh, yeah, I just, I think that's kind of a, a, a shortcut. I kind of looking for somebody that it's a, a little more of a proven entity than that. But look, I respect what I about positivity. What about Mullen again? You know, I, I, I does I, that make I, sense? I take Mullen back, but I think I think there's too much bad blood there to 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 go back down that 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 hole again. You know, I, I think he, yeah. uh, I think he's making a ton of money. Uh, from Disney, talking football right now. He doesn't have to recruit. Um, I think he can bounce around the SEC and be welcome anywhere. Um, you know, I, I being haven't talked to him a decent amount about it. I'm kind of surprised he hadn't tried to find his way in the NFL. He'd probably make it too much money to take uh, a job like that. But, yeah. you know, he he, uh, he genuinely doesn't, doesn't enjoy the recruiting process, and especially with the transfer portal, I think that only makes things worse on, on what he's interested in doing. Uh, and so I think you got to have somebody that embraces – the portal and embraces the modern age of college football not doesn't resent it and i think he kind of resents it yeah did y'all see the that, um, did y'all see the tweet or whatever yesterday that texas a&m is ready to offer uh kirby 20 to 30 million uh let me i, I got a year it. did i send it to you didn't i will <laughs> uh them some bitches are they, they'll right they'll here. say or do anything yeah they just think because they got money, they can do whatever they want. It, it, was, it really is shameless. It goes, They're a joke. It says right here, and I'll probably we'll pop it up on the screen maybe, Texas a and is preparing to offer Kirby Smart 20 to $30 million annually to be the Aggies' next head coach. You know, I mean. it. I like that. I, I like that 33-year-old guy from Georgia for state to look at. I heard his name. What's it? Usmire? Is it, it's like yeah. a weird name. Yeah, he's young. I, I yeah, love he, tapping into Kirby. Yeah, it'd be good, man. I I, I think an assistant coach. Yeah, it may it may work. You know, I, I think an assistant, especially a guy who was coaching with that guy that's at Oregon now. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. So you know that that guy would be an interesting pickup for 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 sure. You know. I'm just addicted. I'm just, I'm 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 just hung up on getting an offensive guy. I you know me. I'm diehard. I'll embrace whoever they hire. But you know I I gotta I, I gotta try to get an offensive guy. I agree. I know a name that I always kind of think about. I'm surprised hadn't gotten a head coaching job yet, and I know he's been offered, and he kind of just stayed a coordinator. Was uh, Kendall Bryles? Yeah. Where's he kind of gone? And then I saw Joe Brady get that job. 
uh, for Buffalo, I, I was surprised he hadn't come back into college as a head coaching job after he lost that Carolina job. He's been kind of bouncing around the NFL offensive guy, but shit, dude, what he did at that LSU team, I shocked he got running the program. Yeah, I mean, especially you see, I hadn't got a chance. You see what Buffalo thinks of him. You know what? It 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 hurt me a little bit watching uh, the Eagles and the Chiefs tonight. Brian Johnson, who's the OC for the Eagles, was Dan Mullen's right hand man here, and uh, yeah. you know, former quarterback, uh, young guy. Uh, I mean, that that guy's headed for an NFL head coaching job. You know, there's been some smoke mm-hmm. around Joe Judge hanging around Starville, kind of uh, looking to try to get back in and. Yeah, um, I know a lot of a lot of former players, a lot of state people have been kind of pressing him into the into the uh, discussion. But I think I think we're going for somebody that's in the game. I think we're looking for somebody. Got to go club. young, man. If you don't go yeah. young now, I just don't think you're you got a chance. We talked about it. It's just got to go young, man. Yeah, that old school but, stuff. You got you got to embrace modern college football. Yeah, you do, it's, it's especially world. at a school like Ole Miss and State, where we're never going to have the top talent. Like you've got. You got to be like those mid-level NFL teams who have started going to those running quarterbacks and mixing it up and running that run-pass option and read option shit, man. I mean, you can score that way. No doubt. Talent. And, and, I mean, look know, at old Alabama teams, man. They used to get ripped to death when this, you know, up-paced offense started. Right, and then they adapted. You know, I, I yeah. One thing, Bozzy and we that I that I think uh, has surprised me, but maybe not y'all, but it surprised me. I think both schools are doing way above what most people outside of Mississippi would expect when it comes to NIL money. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I understand about where we are and where y'all are, I think the general public outside of the Southeastern Conference would think we're crazy. They're spending the money we are in, in that space. But I think the fans see it as their chance to actually play a part. You know, when you give money to a building, you know, you might get a plaque on the wall, but nobody really knows. But man, when you when you do that, when you give that that you know, even if it's fifty dollars a month or whatever, when you sign up for these collectives, man, you're an investor. Like you're yeah, not a fan; right. you're an investor. Is there somewhere you can go and look and see how much these players are getting? That is it public? Is it you know? It do you think it should be? You know, what's your take on on how much these players are getting? You know, you, I think uh, on three. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Or do you think that they try to keep that from so so other players will be like, well, he's getting this much, he's getting that much, but you know, I think there needs to be something. I mean, it's, there's still a lot, like Kevin said, a lot they have to do with this. But what do you? Is there a place you can go look at this stuff or what? I think there's some websites like like on three. Uh, com that have the ability to get in there and, and see kind of what they estimate. I've seen Barstool put up some stuff where they estimate, but look, th- there is no control over the the smaller deals that they do that don't come from our university's collectives. I mean, they can go yeah. straight to an alumni or a business and deal with, get a deal they want. The biggest thing is even the collective deals aren't binding. You know, they, there's all kind of stuff out there that there's that I think that's probably a, a more egregious thing is you can give them all this money. And, you know, there, there is no agreement uh, behind it. It's just their name, image, and likeness. So, yeah. you know, I think, one, having a budget for it, two, knowing that there's something that you get for it would be would be a lot with the rules that we would all enjoy. Being I mean, what if with they got – what if a guy – you know, you give a guy a million dollars. 100%. And he just says, well, I'm not going to play anymore. Is that – I mean, is there contracts in there where he has to play? or No, you nothing know, like that. How long he has to no, be No, nothing there? like that. There's nothing. 
No, comment, no. Yeah, or, I, or or when he gets the money, you know, or, or you know, and there's, there's it's it's I think going to have a lot of tax consequence for some of these guys if they don't manage it the right way. I know there's people. That's around, what I've been saying. You know, that, that, that's that what I've been saying, man. Decisions. Yeah, they better. The good ones will have the right people, and you know, I know that's always been a tough, tough spot for a lot of these guys is people taking advantage of their money, but. Uh, no doubt. Know, it, it needs to be programs set for these guys to lead them the right way with th that type of money at that age. You know, they got. Uh, you know, as a former athlete, I can tell you, yeah, I don't mind them getting paid, uh, you know, but I was I was on track. I was track and field. So we, we're not getting NIL money anyway. Yeah. So, you know, this is really this is really driven by, by public interest and, you know, who who can drive the most eyeballs to your program and give you the most success and. You know that's supply and demand. So you know if if, if this if there's a million dollar market out there that wasn't being used and all of a sudden it exists, you got to respect that. But man, they, the rules would certainly make it seem like a, a much better play for fans and for people beyond just be a the, cap. the open west we got. Yeah, a cap. I, I would think you put a cap on it, and then then it gets back to more recruiting. You know, well, I'm only I can only get a million dollars, or I can only get five hundred thousand doesn't matter that's the most i can get a year so then then you go back to more recruiting. well it's no different than when you go up to the next level the guys that are actually playing as a professional on a professional team you get past about number eight on the roster they ain't making that much money no, man. Uh -uh. no. Nope. i mean they they got a cap they they got it i mean it's it's ridiculous we we i remember your grandfather telling, telling us all that he had to take a pay cut when he left Ole miss to go play for the chicago bears so you know <laughs> he he did. Did Oh yeah, you should hear all the stories and cars and stuff he got before he went to you know, Alabama's trying to get him, Arkansas's trying to get him. Oh, buddy, he's got oh, some no. good. He ones. told me he would go out and measure the the length of the limo that each school sent for him, and whoever had the longest limo, that's the one he yeah. take a visit. He had all kinds of good stuff. Oh, I wish he was still around to, to come on here and tell us some stories. He had some good ones, man. Four he's... and O oh against Miss. He claimed the fame, I love man. That. I love that man. He yeah. he let me hear about it too. He let all the state fans hear about it whenever he was around. Yeah, <laughs> ain't no doubt, man. Oh no doubt. man, at Vicksburg Country Club, that's where that's all, it, man. all those stories went down, and uh, that kind of gets me right into uh, we're going to talk a little golf, and we're going we're all going to uh, talk about our favorite, our top two golf courses. But before that, um, you know, Austin is. Uh, the club champion at Vicksburg Country <laughs> Club, <laughs> where we we uh, we we grew up, and uh, well, his his family's from, and he he's been there, grew, you know, grew up in Greenville. But uh, uh, you know, we got a lot of good golf stories. I'm sure you got something. There's on three dotleys on that trophy too, Viggen. So welcome to the club, baby. <laughs> there are, and I took, took pride in that. And so uh, it, along that along that line, I, I thought, man, I can't come on the show and not tell a good. We we will Dotley golf story. I think y'all got a ton. I think y'all gonna get into some good ones, but I got a good one to offer. So the year was 2011. Dotley may or may not have still been a pro golfer. We don't know, but he came into the pro shop that year and told our, our pro that I'm done playing pro golf. I'm not going back. I'm, I've applied for my amateur status. Let me play in the club championship. So. They let Will play in the club championship. Now, keep in mind, our, our club probably has five scratch golfers tops. <laughs> tops. And so Will gets out there, 
in the first two days. I'm looking for results from that year all week, trying to get ready for this show, Will. And, and all I could find is our boy Jake the Snake Dornbush. Jake the Snake was 10 shots back going into Sunday in a three-day tournament. So he was he was actually 11 <laughs> shots back. He told me he was 11 shots back. And that day, we went, yeah. we went to the House of Awards and got a golf trophy and put low amateur on it and had it ready for Jake for Sunday. <laughs> Jake, Jake clipped. Dotley by one shot, he tells me. He said he beat you by one shot on Sunday. He did. He did. And you beat him by 10 shots for the club. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, he we'll took that just... low AM trophy in the, in the 19th hole. He walked down on the putting green and smashed that damn thing right on the, right on the back of the floor. Right in front of everybody. Well, hey, uh, we, we, low we, AM. He wanted to get a win. He wanted to get a win. It had been, it had been a while since he, you know, since he'd been pro. He's like, man, no I gotta doubt. go. I gotta go get a win. I gotta. Yeah. Eleven shot lead yeah. going into Sunday. We got a trophy, a low amp trophy made the whole nine, man. It was it was unbelievable. And I think I think he just got his amateur status back last year. Was it last, last year? Week? Last summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2011. Yeah. Took, took oh me over five years to get it back. It took him five years to get it back. Yeah, he, he promised us. He said, "He said I'm, 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 I'm applying for my AM status, my man. Let me play in the club championship with 35 other guys that have a day job. Let me, let me, let me see how I stack up against them." He just wanted to show y'all uh, yeah. how it's done. Show y'all. Yeah, oh yeah, man! And look, speaking of Vicksburg, I, my my boy and and you, Reagan Officer. Told me to throw out. He said anybody that comes to Taco Casa during the holiday, from now until the holiday weekend, and said Austin sent you, and Bozzy and Wee Wee Boys in the Sip sent you, gets twenty five percent off. And told me to tell Will thanks for the free ad. There so we he go, said, he said he's he gonna pay for one next time. But he, I said I get, I'll get the free one for you on the show. So, there we go. The, you, uh, it was Taco Casa. Taco Casa. Y'all make sure you Taco Burger, baby. Ooh, yeah, so there. good. It sounds like don't it's get good. any better. When I when I start getting uh when I start getting my food reviews in, I'll make sure I stop by there because I'm gonna I'm gonna start that pretty soon because you know oh, I like, to, I like to eat as you can tell. And uh, <laughs> Ray can take good care of you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I eat eat and don't exercise, but I'm uh, I'm gonna start back. Austin, confirm <laughs> for the audience too how good the Beechwood steak is look beachwood is is, a, is, uh, is one of the best steaks in mississippi and and uh will hood the proprietor on there and it uh will we'll have all kind of all kind of good uh welcoming one-liners for you when you come in here you never know who you're gonna see go for monday night football <laughs> monday football is a party up there but a good steak and you're in the vicksburg area beachwood beachwood is where it's at and, uh, and uh, no doubt about that i love it i love it in the sip baby so let's talk about uh austin give us uh austin give us your favorite two and why golf courses and then i'll lead and then we will you you finish us off with the the uh top your favorite two golf courses in in the sip so i i think my uh my my number one favorite golf course uh beyond beyond some of the ones i'm gonna let y'all have to have the discussion points out. i love mossy oak i think mossy oak is is coming to its own in the last couple of years I think if you're a low handicapper, it's a great test. It's firm, it's fast. You got a lot of creativity in there, um, and I think that's that's probably that's probably the one I'd say number one. If we were gonna go play for some money, that one that one's got the most the most risk reward on it. And you know, I, I think uh, number two, I'll go back and I'll talk a little bit about Vicksburg Country Club. You know, you come on down to Vicksburg, we got one of the best memberships. You're gonna you're gonna feel like family when you come in there, and it is the hardest 
6,000-yard golf course you've ever played. You're only going to hit driver about four or five times, and you're going to hit a ton of five irons in the greens. Uh, and, and, and it's a – the greens are tiny, it's small, and it's a great course to gamble on too. I mean, uh, so I'd say – I'd say, and they're kind of a lot, a lot, a lot of life. you got to take – got to take – pick your spots off the tee, and if you miss around the green, it's going to punish you. Uh, and mm-hmm. so you got to have a good short game. But Mossy Oak and Vicksburg Country Club, I throw those two out there for anybody that's been hesitant to try either one of them out. I think you'll love both of them. Yep. yep. I'll tap in there. Vicksburg Country Club's got the best set of par threes I've ever played. How about that? Like, go wow. get you a dose of those five par threes. Yeah. And yeah. if you ain't played it, you you got to go see it to know what I'm talking about. I yeah, mean, those par threes, I, I tapped my hole-in-one total way up there Then little six years I lived in Vicksburg playing in five par threes all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got the double digits in Vicksburg, baby. My man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know – I was thinking about this because Will was, you know, saying we need to uh, – either Austin or Will, I can't remember, was talking about let's talk about, you know, golf courses in Mississippi in your favorite. And it, it's, it's really hard to uh, – if I was going to nail it down to my favorite golf course in Mississippi. And um, obviously I think there's just different categories that makes your favorite, you know. My my favorite in that I've ever played is is Quail Hollow, uh, and you know reason reason that is is because it's probably the nicest. It's the setup is still you know it's old school. It's got the trees and and um, I'm not a big links guy uh, style golf course. So and going on your mossy oak is like i love that golf course it took me several times Mm -hmm. to to get there and and it's like austin said it's designed your average golfer doesn't if they go to old waverly they're gonna play old waverly twice three times and they're gonna play masio once that's it because it's just not it, it it's hard um it can be hard it's got a lot of a lot of tough holes and it's just not not set up for your average golfer, which I was talking to Wilkes Bryan about it when I was playing with him one day there, and, you know, he was talking about the amount of play there towards, you know, old Waverly, and he's like, it's just not your average golfer. It's not set up, set up for them, and they just don't like it. Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, when you're judging the best golf courses in Mississippi that it's not one you know because it's just a different type and you got to realize every golf course has its own character and you have to accept that Masio Masio is a lot like reunion but it's it's even better in the sense that it will change every year for forever yeah, yeah. that golf course is never going to be the same it's going to age you know, some of the firmness has come out now. Remember how firm it was when it first Burn opened? It it's yep. going to soften up. That grass in the middle of the course is getting higher. The character is becoming different. I mean, it's going to get more and more and more and more character as years wears on, wear on on that yeah. golf course. Yeah, no Like, doubt. I could see that becoming the best golf course in Mississippi, like I feel like Reunion has. Yeah. It, it's matured in a weird, hard way. Is that your number one, Reunion? Reunion? My number, I would say my two 
number my two championship golf courses like if we had to bring a u.s open here and we wanted yeah. to like put on a show and like go put our bulk out there i would put it all the way back at mossy or all the way back at reunion you put those tough pins lengthen that thing up with the way that undulation is the the length you're hitting into those greens right where you could put those pins the penalizing of you know certain shots at certain times but then but my favorite two golf courses in mississippi are old waverly and annandale i feel like if you hit a bad shot you're gonna get punished i like the old school like you said bozzy i like the trees i like smaller greens i like combinations of dog legs i like having to hit different clubs off the tee you know i like thinking my way around and then also i love courses where you're dead around greens in certain areas or certain misses are so penalizing. And I just feel like those two golf courses, you can't hide, man. And, and, and there's just not, not many bad holes on either one of them. If they bad courses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, they're so hard in a good way, but you can tear them up if you go right down the middle on the green. Because you can get inside 20 feet a lot versus like Reunion and Mossy, you get the best seven iron, nine iron of your life, and you may be trying to steer 40 feet from the hole. You know, so, but those four to me stick out. I mean, Fallen Oak down there is a good, you know, pro golf course. Yep. I love that. You know, I know the tour events at the country club, but it, it's it's not even on the list in the top 10 in my mind in the state. This is, now, I don't like dancing rabbit courses. You just got to, you know, it's just a matter of what shape they're in. You know, they've been up and down through the years. Azalea, when it first came out, I mean, you can get any better than that. Yeah. Over there at Dancing Rabbit. If you, so, like I said, dance. there's so many different categories. So I would, I would be like championship wise. Um, I, I would say Fallen Oak in March, like they used to have the, you know, senior, when they had a senior event, when they had it all overseated. And I got to play it a few times. Yeah, but they still kind of tear it up, man. You know, it's yeah. visually great, but it's yeah. not all that tough. But that, but, but it's kind of like cane break to me. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, that's why I like it so much because it's visually great. And then with that overseed, and it's just it's, it is a good layout. So, you know, championship-wise, like having that look, not saying that, right. you know. I'm ready then, to see the tour event at Mossy Oak or at Reunion from the tips, and I don't think the win gets to double digits under par. If yeah. it's got any firmness at all. Yeah, if they get the – Where they can put the pins. Yeah, if they can get the rough. The up. rough's up at Reunion. The rough ain't never coming down at Reunion, buddy. Yeah. They watered that place. <laughs> Austin, you know. Oh, yeah. Troon Golf, Golf put enough water out there the last – Look, they got the ball. Play. They got the play going around out there. They they got money falling off that course. They they ran all the out of town members off out of there. So you know, I, I <laughs> yeah, that be, now. yeah, I knew you'd have a little sour taste in your mouth about that. They <laughs> did just make a lot of changes. There's not a when you were a member there. There's not one person working there anymore that used to work there. I believe they have it. cleaned house. They're trying to turn it around. Shout out to reunion. I just joined. Good they deal. let my golf team come out there. The golf course is getting unbelievably good yeah, it's i mean phenomenal. I, I would say the, the greens be, are the best greens the reason I, southeast I, reunion would be one of my top because it's always in good shape the greens are always no good and it has the ability to set it up where it's 
playable for your average golfers. And, you know, there's some there's a lot of holes on the golf course that is friendly off the tee. And that's where I like to be friendly off the tee. <laughs> you know, I can't stand playing a golf course that there's out of bounds water, you know, every tee shot. And uh, so Reunion does have a few It's getting holes. less it's getting less friendly off the tee with the rough growing yeah. in. I don't care because about you rough. got so many greens that run front to back. So if you don't get the ball in the fairway out there, even though you're in between the trees, because yeah. it is wide open between the tree lines and out of bounds and the water, and there's a lot of bail. Yeah. But you, then you can't get the ball inside 50 feet. I mean, you, you can't even get the ball in the green half the time because it just bounds over out of that rough. And you're not hitting short irons into the greens if you're not playing, you know, the, the member tees. So. That's, that, you, that golf course is becoming tough, man. My favorite – I'm, you know, sitting here thinking about it, but my favorite golf course in Mississippi is Hattiesburg Country Club. That's and, a good thing. And it's because it. it's – I love the, the pine trees. Like, I call it – I call it the little Augusta of Mississippi. It's framed and, up. And yeah. Shout out to Carter Callaway, yeah. by the way, taking yes. over. Charlie was his dad, one of the greatest man. Yes, I mean, we got a good taught game. me so much about we golf. We got a good gambling story with Charlie. He uh, was the king. Yes, and uh, but Carter's done a great job with that Hattiesburg Country good Club. Day. We mm -hmm. we used to play the four ball there every year, and I wish they would get back to it. Carter, I'm gonna send you this link so you can listen because the four ball was early. And now they try to put it late. And, and in my opinion, trying to get people to that tournament, I like it being the same place every year like they used to at Hattiesburg Country Club and early because that's when we start getting in the golf mode. All right? We, we're wanting to play. We're wanting to play. And October mm -hmm. comes, and it's, you know, it is perfect time to play golf. Don't get me wrong, but there's just so much more going on. And – but anyway, I used to love, man, we played, you know, the four ball there. We had, you know, there's so many tournaments we'd go down there. I just love that golf course because one thing, it was just trees. And I don't mind trees. Mm -hmm. Like, I can punch out with the best and I can get up and down with the best. And it was always in great shape. Just a great little golf course. And uh, not, you know, they can stretch it out a little bit. And so that's that's probably one of my favorite golf courses. Oh, uh, and then I got a great Hattiesburg Country Club story, Boz. All right. You Let's know, see. that's where I won the state open, 19, right? We won, yep. That's where I won the state open at. That was always my track. Clay Homan shattered my heart there in the state of him. I, think, I thought I had a two-shot lead with three to go. I look over, I he's fist pumping on 18. Billy Joe's like, hey, you're three back. I'm like, that would have been good to know six holes ago. And sitting over here hitting irons on every hole, thinking I'm sitting on a three- or four-shot lead. But – uh I didn't win the state am there, but back in the day, like you said, four ball, Robert Panel, Greenwood, Mississippi. Steve O, you're one of our biggest fans. Shout out to Steve, Panel. Robert. <laughs> so Panel asked me to play in the state four ball. I'm in high school. This is when I was ranked high junior golfer. And talk about best rounds of golf I ever played. This was the best round of golf I ever played. It wasn't my lowest score. So we play the first day of the state four ball, Ball Ultra Club. Okay. Oh God. Rhett Crowder and Benji. This is when Rhett Crowder and Benji Nelson win it every year. Okay. Beck, our boy Beck Troutman, big Beck, 
we gonna have to get him on because he was one of the best to ever come out of Mississippi. Yes. You all know Beck Troutman, Farm Bureau guy too. Yep. Him and Danny Holman, that was their competition. So but me and Pano are grinding around out there. We go to Laurel and nobody breaks par at Laurel. Like everybody's <laughs> shooting 73, 74 best ball on that track. But yep. talk about hardest golf course in Mississippi. Yes. Go play that. It's 100%. not only hard, it's damn it's unfair. Um so then we go to cane break the second day. We, you know, shoot really good. We get back in the mix. Well, we're we're playing Hattiesburg. We're playing with Tico Hoffman and Max Maxwell. Early in the morning, I'll get Tico Cajun baby. Got to get you a Tico State. Oh, yeah. That's where got. That's where I got aiming oil from. And Cart Girl comes around. <laughs> we're on. The, we're on like number two. He goes. I need some aiming oil. I said, What the hell is that? He goes. I need some beer. <laughs> he goes like eight in the morning. <laughs> He's like, I got to get my vision going. Uh, so we come around the number we come around to 13 the par five on the back that yep. 600 yard hole was straight down winning you know and it's got that straight down slope to the green so if you mm-hmm. can just get it within 60 yards get all the way down to the green so we come to that hole and i hit two of the best shots i could hit get it up i come over to that hill i get down there i got eight feet for eagle to get to 11 under through 13 i mean i'm tying one on we're coming back i mean i'm getting i think the course record they're just playing alongside i three whack that thing three trying to make it make a bogey coming in don't finish it off we lose to beck and uh donnie and rhett and uh benji by one shot me and robert did that year uh me and panel gave them hell there Panel, panel cut me to that last day. Panel cut through that last day. We almost came back and won it, but man, that was a, I, had it, I had it going that day. I've <laughs> never had it going like that before. I don't know what it is about that track. I always get it going on that front nine out there. It's just a fun, fun place, fun place to be. Y'all hadn't hadn't played Hasbro Country Club. Make sure y'all put that on your list. And you know, For sure. My my second one, I'm going with with like uh austin and it, it's it's my home course and that's clarksdale country club uh um, it's out of the delta and i've had this conversation with all my delta boys and there's nobody that knows anything if you know a little bit about golf and golf courses that's going to argue with me that on layout wise and character that clarksdale country club's the best delta golf course we we the backside's got some undulation. It's got character. Our green, all our greens aren't just push up greens, you know, That's like the, the the other Delta golf courses, which I, which I love. And but it's a par seventy one. The par threes are fantastic. You know, it's just got so much character and and history. Like the Clarksdale four ball back in the day and i'm talking you know i have to look up when it started but you know the 40s 50s 60s 70s it was one of the uh, one of the best golf tournaments in the country and the way they no did doubt. it the all the best amateurs you know in the country that you came and you qualified on thursday and then you played match play on friday saturday sunday and they flighted you but you know they took the top 16 got into the championship and it would be tim jackson danny green i mean some big names there and they said there would be people just everywhere and the party was just unbelievable and 
just uh they just i, I hate that i miss that um and and because they had to quit we still have a four ball well i don't even know if we have a four ball anymore but one thing about doing terms like that people just it's hard for people to get away for four days you know uh, mm-hmm. I, I think i think people will but you're gonna have to make a choice and it's gonna have to be something really special to get them there uh that's something me and will are gonna start trying to do is with the boys in the sip is because we're gonna be so involved in golf uh is 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 putting on a golf tournament and also great. we're gonna be going around to all the golf tournaments this year setting up doing live podcasts live interviews to all these six mans to the the greenwood greenwood invitational that's the best golf tournament in in mississippi when it comes to individual and greenwood is one of my favorite golf courses especially gambling golf courses and one reason i like it because you can go so low or you can shoot high too just depends on you know if you're not hitting it very good because of uh, there's so much trouble around, but it's so short you can make a lot of birdies. Um, so, how many guys from the Greenwood Invitational this year made it to the match play in top sixteen of the U.S. Mid Am? Like we had four, four or five, six guys. Wow! You had, you had yeah. Joe, Joe Rainey who won it, and it was one of the one like Greenwood, probably, not the probably, U.S. Mid Am. Yeah, Greenwood, but yeah, but he won the Canadian Mid Am. I mean, guys, yeah, I would say yeah. the best amateur in in Mississippi. Um, and then we had, we got a new, new guy. I call him new guy. Uh, that's, that's on the, you know, Mississippi circuit amateur now. And that's Brett Patterson. He's from, he lives in Oxford, not from Oxford. He lives in Oxford. And this guy kind of the past couple years has, uh, has come on, come on the scene. He can play. Uh, so he, he, he went and he got to, uh, the match play of the USAM, right? Wee wee, mid am, mid am, mid am, and you have yeah. so Brett yeah. Patterson, Joe Rainey, um, uh, who's our boy, our boy that played with uh, we got in the three man scramble. Your boy from here, Bryce, Bryce Wilkerson. Oh, Bryce Wilkerson, yep, yep, he 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 was one, and um, I'm trying to think of the other one, but we got we got some unbelievable golfers in Mississippi, and I can't wait. To golf season and get that going man uh and we got some great golf courses so that's kind of uh you know where we were going um just wanted to talk a little golf and since we're all golfers and and talk about uh mississippi a little bit but we're uh we're visiting to austin we're gonna get into uh our our predictions for a little bit and let you kind of let you chime in and and uh and and if you have any predictions or whatever, but uh, last sure. week um, I finally lost my body's prediction, and I'm so mad at myself. I told I told Willie, and I was I, I was even talking to Dad. I was like, man, I said on the show that you know I might even pass because I looked at the card last week and I didn't like anything. I didn't like anything, and I forced a play just to put it out there, and you know, I mean. It lost. I had Kansas State first half, and um, anyway, I'm not. I'm gonna make a promise to to my people that I'm not gonna force anything. If I gotta, if I gotta wait, I'm gonna wait. Like I told you, my goal with my predictions for our followers is to make y'all money. So you know, you don't have to do it every week. You know, the degenerates do, 
and I ain't saying me and we we ain't been degenerates, <laughs> but I'm, we're trying to teach y'all the right way in how to make money. So this week, with my prediction, I'm gonna go ahead and get it out there, and it's another kind of what I was doing before. I'm going a two-game parlay, all right, money line, all right, and I think Ole Miss is going to beat State, all right. Now, it's going to be a good game, and I think, you know, anything can happen, but uh, there again, I think we're better, all right. That's just the bottom line. So, I think we're going to win the game. Well, we're minus 370. I don't want to lay $370 to win, you know, 100 you know, or whatever you want to bet. But for every 100 you want to win, you got to lay 370 if you just want them to win the game. And so I was like, well, I don't mind laying minus 200 on Ole Miss. If I could get minus 200, how can I get where all I got to do is, you know, put up two to one to win what I want to win. So I found Alabama's playing Auburn. And if you parlay Ole Miss to Alabama money line, it gets Ole Miss to minus 200. So Alabama's not losing to Auburn. I don't care. Anybody can say there ain't no locks, whatever. That's a lock. All right, Alabama's going to beat Auburn. Maybe they don't cover. I don't know. But Alabama will beat Auburn. So I got Ole Miss parlayed to Alabama. It's If you bet 200, you win 100. And like I said, whatever – Whatever gets your juices flowing or whatever your unit you want to win, get after it because I, I love this one. I think I'm going to – I think I might get the stack out. I'm not going to fly to Vegas because I don't have to anymore. But that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I love uh, is, um, is Ole Miss money line with Bama money line. That's going to be the body's prediction this week. And we'll get to start off on Thursday. So uh, – all right, so that's that's uh, you know my Thanksgiving prediction. That's all I'm gonna do. I know there's a lot of games and stuff. I'm gonna let you know. We we give y'all probably he's probably got a four pack if I had to guess. Uh, he he went two and two last uh, weekend. His uh, his theory. Thank you, Mario. Yes, his theory <laughs> held true. You know, fifty percent. If that's why he likes to pick four and. It could have very easily gone 4-0. Miami should have beat Louisville, but I told Will, I said, quit betting on bad coaches because Miami's, Miami's coach is terrible. He's terrible. And um, he that, that timeout there right at the end of the game, they got first and goal on the three-yard line and can't get it in and, have, and then have to use a timeout, which was so crucial. You know, how can you not minute minute and nineteen seconds you got all three timeouts, fourth and goal from the three, and they used the timeout. It's cost yeah. them forty seconds. But, and then they miss it and then get a fifteen yard penalty for pushing the guy in the face. Yeah. Then they actually get the ball back, get another fifteen yard penalty. So not only can the guy not coach, not use timeouts, the players have zero discipline. Yeah. Gotta go. Yeah. He's gotta, a disaster. Uh, I, th- I think he'll be I could I couldn't forgive him for that. Yeah, he's just he's just a bad, bad, bad coach. They were undefeated. They were undefeated before it, when he didn't take that knee, and then look now where they ended up. Yeah, and they got so, talent. I mean, they have talent. So, uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. we we went two and two, and um, you got uh, are you are you still looking? You got anything? You know, 
for yeah, I'm still searching. I'm, I'm still searching, but I don't have them finalized yet. I, I, I got, I, I got you. I got you a little. Uh, I got you a couple here for you. Right. Really, you want you to think about? Talk right, to so me. First, first, first in the egg bowl. You know, I think, I think uh, the line I'm looking at. What line are y'all looking at? I'm looking at it at eleven uh, and a half. Yeah, eleven and a half. Yep. So you know, I love points, and I don't know if we're going to win the game or not. But like Lee Corso, I got to put the headgear on. I got to put the headgear on. <laughs> I love it. Corso <laughs> way. Uh, I don't know if we're going to win, but I'm taking the dogs to cover. And then I got a, a three-man, a, a, a three-dead dead coach team parlay. New interim coach parlay. They, they love calling me, give me the points, Golding. Because yep. I love the points. Yes. So I'm yep. taking all yes. the points. All right, so I want you to take state, parlay this. I want you to take state plus 11 and a half. Then I want you to take Texas A&M plus 10 and a half. And then I want mm -hmm. you to take the Oakland Raiders plus nine and a half. I've taken, they done five the coaches in the year. They're playing for broke. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We need to have some underdogs roll here. Hell State, gig them. Go Raiders. Interim <laughs> coach parlay. Yeah, I love that coach, coach three-man parlay. A lot of points there. Like you're getting a ton of points. Yeah, I would love, love to know the stats on on uh, interim coach coming in because it does seem like when they fire a coach, the team seems to do better. And I bet you there's there, there a stat or a trend out there, you know, that, that's probably pretty good. Of taking a team, I don't know we're gonna win, but I, I, I I'll, I'll take the eleven and a half. We'll see. I, I like it. That's why I'm taking the money line with Ole Miss. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 I can I promise just, you, I'm not taking Ole Miss minus it, the points. Is is you know just go down there and get the win. I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a good game and you know all that. But I I think I think we're good enough to at least get the W. And uh, so that's kind of yeah. that's kind of where where I'm going. You know, with that and. Uh, so, but I. What's I, the weather supposed to be like tomorrow night in Startwell? I think a little chilly, but pretty nice. Doesn't look like it's going to be much too. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be That's perfect good. football weather. Uh, everybody will be wherever they are for Thanksgiving, and and um, there'll be there'll be a, a few people there, I imagine, you know. And but it's uh it's a that is one good thing about on Thanksgiving, it gives you know wherever you are, like we will be at the hunt camp and with with family and and you get to grind that game so that that's one good part about it i still want him to go to go back to saturday but uh you can't beat being with family what do y'all think caused the line to drop so heavy in that game is it obviously some money went on state you think it had a little bit to do with the a&m opening kiffin kind of rumor stuff or is it more just the, they I, saw the value on no, state right yes, away, the pros, I and just chomped. 100%. I think like Austin said, I mean, what, it came out at 13 and a half? You know, yeah. it might, might even came out 14 spots. Like, you know, people are just like, man, that's a lot of points. And you got state at home. So I imagine that was just – that was – they put it out a little too high, which I thought that was – I never guessed that. I, I was saying – Nine ten, and then teeter off. I thought that. nine ten too, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, look at look at that preseason line I sent you last night, Boz. That's weird. Like well, so, yeah. pre, the preseason number in this game was under three. It was like like Ole Miss minus two. So yeah. going into the year, they're basically thinking this is a pick 'em game, you yeah. know. And now as a material, 
you know, what's happened this year, look at where the number went. Yeah. It opened at what four, 13 and a half. Yeah. I mean, that's just all public. Like we said, how do I get 50, 50? They chunked it way up there. They got hammered on state drop. Now they're probably getting a lot of, you know, public old Miss money kind of weighing it back down in the middle there. But, yeah, I mean, it's, that that seems like a pretty good number, 11. I, I yeah. like that number for this game. Yeah. The the Alabama line seems seems low to me, you know, 14 and a half with Auburn. But I know they're going to Auburn. Auburn just – I have no clue what happened to them last week. Like, man, somebody had to be – They were looking that. ahead, man. They were looking ahead. They were ahead, looking ahead. But, but I believe uh, New Mexico – was New Mexico or New Mexico State? One One of the two. I just believe they were probably a little better. I went back and started looking at their schedule. They manhandled them up front, man. I was like, man. Dominated them up front. Why did I not uh, look into this game a little more? Because, you know, I've I've been on Auburn. On and against Auburn all year. Auburn all all year, and I knew that they don't have much talent. You know, Freeze got them a few wins. uh, But, obviously, New Mexico State wasn't near – is bad, you know. Obviously, they're a pretty good team, you know. Uh, to go in, they won their conference, and, and they got they got the coach. I mean, yeah, Keel, he's, and a, catch, he's an unbelievable coach. Twenty six points, and I know it's Monday morning quarterback, but man, looking back at that, it's like, man, how do we let that one get by? You know, the, with a team mm-hmm. that's per, pretty good. Uh, but I, you know, just saying, like I told you, I don't know how we let Mississippi State get by. The fact that they were favored that much at Southern with everything going on, it was just sticking out like a sore thumb. They were about yeah. to blow them out. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, uh, I told, uh, you know, I always I, I like to, uh, we like to tell stories and gambling stories and this and that, but one reason, you know, we got Austin on, one of the uh, first, uh, after the first episode or second, Pascal texts me, and uh, he's like, man, Austin, Austin, you know, shot me a text and said, man, you seen what uh, William Bozzi's doing? I like it. I love it. I'm, you know, uh, and Pastor like, you need to get him on one for a show. He's like, he loves <laughs> this kind of stuff. So that's kind of where we mm-hmm. got to it when this and the Egg Bowl, but uh, I got a really good uh, gambling story with me and Pascal. Uh, and I can only tell, I'm going to tell the PG-13 uh, version. <laughs> but... Uh, so it was year 2010, and I know this because I've got some evidence. Um, and it was February the fifth, <laughs> February the fifth, 2010. I got a parlay. All right, I've hit the I've hit the first three, and I had some big money line dogs in in the early part of it. And like Will says, we like to close it out with a late game. And I closed it out with Texas when Kevin Durant was playing for Texas. So, and we all, I mean, he's a baller. And the parlay yeah. paid $34,000. All right. It was with a guy in Birmingham. God rest his soul. Wee Wee told me he's, he's uh, no longer living. And, uh, yeah. but uh, anyway, I text Pascal. I said, Pascal, if, Texas wins tonight. I said, I'm booking us two tickets to Las Vegas. 
Pascal, he'd never be in. He's he's young. I mean, I'm young. He's the Pascal's. What? How old is Pascal? He's four years younger than me. Pascal's probably thirty six now. Yeah. 30, yeah. So he's four years younger than me. And I text him. I said, "So grind, Texas." And I said, "I'll book us the flight." We grinded that game. Texas wins. <laughs> I win that parlay. And people just. I don't know if I should say it or not, but that money got overnighted shipped to me, and, uh, <laughs> and I booked. I booked the uh, statue of limitations. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I booked the uh, plane. Plane, and I got us a uh, room at the Aria, which was very new, you know, to Vegas at the time, and just very modern, awesome uh, hotel and casino. We go. We get on the plane, we head out there, Pascal, just loving it, you know, first time. And I was like, well, we got 34000 I said, let's, let's, I'm about to show you what Las Vegas is all about. And, man, I'm going to tell you, we had the time of our life. It's something I'll never, I'll never forget as long as I live. And as people were really on the show or watch this be like it's stupid idiot went out there and spent thirty four thousand you know but every penny every penny and we did not gamble one time not one time <laughs> I'm a, so we never wait we went to the best clubs and there'd be a line hundred hundred oh, people shit. whatever I said Pastor we don't wait in lines we go up I'd have wad in my hand i said we need the best seat in the house they take us give us the best seat in the house i went i went and got uh i said pastor we gotta we gotta play the part we gotta look we gotta look good i went and bought a thirty five hundred dollar custom coat yeah, I, mean, I, I, I it got stolen from the bellagio and it was the best coat i mean it was so good looking it was black it was, I went and bought some Louis Vuitton sunglasses. Pascal, we fixed oh, him God. up with a coat. You know, we had, we, you know, I was what, 26 or something. I wasn't married or anything like that. We had some, you know, company. And we, we had a ball. We ate. I'm talking about lobster steak. We went and got massages. We went to the spa. We did everything. But Sunday, when the plane comes around to go, I said, well, he said, I said, well, we did it. We spent it all. <laughs> and man, Thank God you booked a round trip ticket. Yeah, round trip, round trip. We had, a, we had enough to get a Coke on the way home. Uh, but, man, it was... It was uh, Man, it was so fun, Pascal. He's, a, you know, I know he's a good buddy of yours, Austin. He's he's one of the best guys there he is. Ain't no and, doubt. Uh, I, and I can see why you took him because he he he's gang, he's down and he's got a smile on his face and he's ready to roll. So that's he's a great a, guy to take out. There. Always, always ready to roll and just you know he just he's just a happy guy and that's 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 what I I love about him and I wish uh, more people would be be like him because it's uh, it's fun fun to be with people that are happy and that's why i wouldn't i wouldn't you know change it for the world you know that money could have mm -hmm. if i'd have put it somewhere it'd probably be worth 
about three hundred thousand right now. But you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Change you wouldn't have that book. story. I wouldn't have that story, and yeah. you know, that's just you know, the more the audience gets to know me, that's just kind of how I am. And uh, yeah, for sure, I, I like to, <laughs> I like to have a good time, and I don't mind you know spending money to do it. And uh, so, but that was that was a good little gambling story. Uh, one of, one, of, one of my favorites one of my favorites with, with fasco so uh i told him i had him a surprise on this on this show and that uh, he's probably Good gonna deal. be going oh god oh god <laughs> 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 oh me well man y'all you know it's thanksgiving and uh you know everybody y'all just realize that uh what you know thanksgiving's about and this egg bowl week yeah we can have some fun with it but uh you know bottom line is we you know we all love each other and and we want the best for everybody everybody have just a you know a fun time being with family and friends and um that's what that's what this week's about and hopefully we get a good football game out of it you know so for sure gonna be a fun week austin man we uh man thank you so much uh for coming on man no, it's, uh, thank it's uh it got the we're gonna have you on again for sure there's cool. no It'd doubt be a lot of fun. no doubt look we I mean, flash up the new uh new merch you like i told you we're a little sip state uh we're not a hundred percent we can get away with it yet we're gonna make sure if we can't <laughs> if, i mean i don't know it's ask not, permission yeah, ask it's, forgiveness not permission yeah that's correct <laughs> correct. That's correct you know i mean if we can't like like i was talking to um, travis before we started the show like this sip logo with the state of mississippi like i mean we can color scheme it however we want and um and we got some mm-hmm. great schools in mississippi um you know also there's you know not just not just Ole Miss, which, you know, Ole Miss is the best. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, that's kind of where we're going, man. And, Austin, anything else you want to say, uh, you know, before we uh, – Man, just, just drive safe out there, everybody, and, and uh, get you a DD this weekend and, and know you got, a, you got a lot of riding on the line on a holiday weekend on the road in Mississippi. So stay put and be safe and enjoy your time with your friends and family and be thankful for it. Yeah, man, that's a, that's Absolutely. awesome. And when we get Austin back on, uh, we're going to get him talking about the SIP and what, you know, kind of what he does and, and with the Mississippi river and all that kind of different things. And, uh, for sure, you know, when we, yes. uh, when, when it's not, you know, egg bowl week and when we're just getting, you know, talking about Mississippi and getting people to, to, uh, able to learn what what the sip's all about so we sure. we 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 have fun at the beach i've heard the kids a few times i know they're gonna running around uh we we go to hell there. lsu <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good way to end it right there all right happy thanksgiving everybody thank you again austin we love y'all see y'all again <laughs> love yeah. y'all boys bye <laughs>